Hello, world. Welcome back to Golf Subpar. Colt Nost and Drew Stoltz. Before we get going, just once again a reminder. You need to go check out our gear from our guys over at Link Soul. Look at this hoodie, by the way. Make par, not war. That's good advice, Love by that. the way. Good advice. If you saw any of our socials over the weekend, you saw that the sale is still going on. It is Cyber Week. This is good through November 30th. So if you're listening to this on Tuesday, the sale is still good. You're getting 50% off all of Link Soul. That is, yeah, roughly. Right. More or less half 50 percent off at Link Soul with the code subpar. I saw a lot of people chiming in, getting some DMs, scooping up a lot of gear. If you're ever going to buy any golf gear, uh, this is about your best opportunity to do it right here. I got a grizz of stuff ready yeah. for the winter times. Link Soul Golf Apparel is the latest creation from co-founders Jim Ashworth and Jeff Cunningham. Rooted in golf, but designed to work for you anywhere on the course, off the course, whatever you want. It's going to look great. If you just want to be fly. It's for you. And this is the big news, Cole. We've been teasing this for a while now. We have details on the LS two-man event, and here they are, okay? We are doing a giveaway. Listeners, go to linksoul.com slash subpar. You can enter your name and email for a chance to win an entry for one team, which is two players for the LS two-man. This event is April 30th through May 2nd at Streamsong. What a down place. Down in Florida. It is a six spot. Haven't been, but everyone that I've talked to who's gone down there raves about this place. And here's what you get if you win. You get a $500 travel stipend per person, three nights of hotel accommodations at Streamsong, two days of the LS2 Man Tournament Golf, practice round included on Saturday, a little welcome reception, 18-hole putting contest at the Gauntlet. Good time to get amongst it. Have a couple coldies before the event. Championship dinner including open bar What's better than an open bar important that pretty much pays for the trip itself and a 300 dollars link soul gift card these events are sweet they do a number of these throughout the country this is the first one i believe of next year at stream song april 30th through may 2nd two-man team you go down there you fire at stream song open bar whatever linksoul.com slash subpar and then once again through november 30th 50 percent off your order go to linksoul.com pick it all up type in code subpar 50% off or half, whichever way you want to go. They do these events right, by the way. You will not be disappointed with this event. Go sign up for your chance to win all that action. All right. Well, let's get it going here, Salise. First time in a long time. We've had no PGA Tour golf. But we did have some football. A little bit of football, bud. Just a little bit. It was Thanksgiving. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Thank you. By the way. Happy day of thanks to you as well. Okay, perfect. Cowboys win. TCU wins. Broncos suck. You're over them. Yeah, they're dead to me. But... Man, I mean, how much football could you watch this past weekend? I, whatever the maximum is, I watched it. My eyes are bleeding from football. I actually had to turn off the uh, Sunday night game this past week because I bet the under and the over hit in the first half. And I said, you know what? That's probably enough gambling, enough football. I think I got to tap out. I, it was, it's a top, it's, you're hard pressed to find a better couch weekend of the year. March Madness is good. Masters is good. There's some good ones, but this is right in the mix and thank god for my boys coming through for me the frogs yeah, they did frogs still undefeated looking good for that playoff spot i mean they gotta really mess it up for this thing not to happen don't say anything if there's any wiggle room for the committee they're to basically fuck us, a lock no they, big deal. Yeah, don't do that do not do that if there's any way if we won't win by 21 they're like ah, I don't, you know should have won by 22 bump ohio state so anyways i'm getting this this weekend is setting up for the most nervous i've been in a long against k-state yeah dude conference championship we should be in even if we lose there's a huge argument to be made for that but if we don't trust me the committee is looking for any reason to keep us out of there so another big weekend coming up with college football not as many games maybe not the volume but high quality high there quality there's some very good games uh 
couple that stuck out to mind. USC, Utah, a little rematch. That could be the pick the of the week, possibly. Tease. Oh, you're going with that? Mm, Ooh, maybe, maybe. Perhaps. We'll get there. All right. But like I said, golf returns this week. We got the Hero World Challenge, which we'll get to here in a little bit. We also got a little early Christmas present for everyone. Our guest this week. Oh, he's back. He is great. We'll get to it. But first, what do Matthew Fitz, Cameron Smith, and Scotty Scheffler have in common with Dewar's four-time Master Blender of the Year, Stephanie McLeod? They're all at the top of their game. In Stephanie's case, that means creating the new Dewar's 12-year-old whiskey. Double-aged and first-field bourbon cast, the new Dewar's 12 is smoother and richer with a profile full of fruit, vanilla, floral notes, and spice. It's earned a 94-point rating from Whiskey Cast, a 93-point rating from Whiskey Advocate, and four stars from Paul Pockett of the Spirit Journal. It's a proof of what you can do when you're a true champion of your craft. Try it, enjoy it, and please drink responsibly as always. Well, well done. Always and, responsible. And our guest this week, he can pound some doers. Responsibly. Once again, keep teasing it. We'll get to it. But it's now time for the doers. Cheers moment of the week. And Sleaze, I know you have this same feeling when you're watching TCU. I'm a diehard Dallas Cowboy fan. I like to be alone, or at least with a group of people that enjoy the Cowboys as much that as I do. They share the same passion. Yes, I want the sound up. I want to be able to hear it. I don't want anybody interrupting me. And it was Thanksgiving. I still had a lot of people left over from the wedding in town. So we went over to their place. They were gracious enough to host us. It was beautiful. Food was fantastic. All this. Meanwhile, it's during the first half of the Cowboys game, which I'm watching with everyone. Everyone wants to talk about the wedding and all this. And I'm like, listen, I'm trying to watch this goddamn football game. Okay. It's kind of a everyone big game. Shut your go face. against the Giants. I hate the Giants almost as much as I hate the Eagles. I need them to go. And they absolutely looked like shit in the first half. I was there. So I said, Friends, family, I love you all. It's time for me to go home. But not that much. I kindly removed myself and went and watched the second half at home and cheered them on to another victory. Eight and three. Boys look good, good, bud. The boys are good. But this is setting you up for that very slippery slope of like, you care enough. You think this could be the year it's going to happen. The motion is there. Anything but a ship. Oh, it'd be terrible. Is crushing. I'm already out. I I tapped out week six, basically. We suck. It's over. Move on. We got a very easy schedule, which I hope we're not getting too confident. We got Indy, yeah, Jacksonville, and Houston. You have a great schedule right coming before. Up. I mean, the that big showdown with the Eagles on Christmas Eve, which will be a good one. So but either my Christmas is going to be great or it's going to suck. You're right in that spot right now where like I'm ready to be hurt. You know? No, I'm ready. It's time. you're ready to be hurt. <laughs> no, it's been 26 years, buddy. I'm I'm ready for this thing. That's to turn true. Around. You were just a, a wee pup. Mm. The last time they hoisted that thing, I was actually ten. It was gonna that year was my would have been my eleventh. Ten, you remember 10 years it? Old. I do remember it. It was actually out here, Arizona. Pittsburgh, is that where they got the last one? I believe so. Against the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know where it is this year? Neil bud? O'Donnell was the MVP because he kept throwing it to Larry Brown. <laughs> you know where it is this year? Right here. Yeah, buddy boy. Mm. Uh, speaking of that, let me go to mine real quick. Doers moment of the week. Mine is I said last week on the pod. Can I just get one week of frogs not making me sweat this thing out, rip my hair out? Last week was at your wedding. A, Fucking Woodland was wearing me out about the frogs. It's the worst environment imaginable to be watching my boys, and they pulled it out this week. Obviously, some big listeners of the program. They did it. They put this thing to bed quickly. And for the first time, I think I was like in the room with my family. Like, yeah, I can talk now. You guys want to have a conversation? We can do it because this thing's on ice early. And I thank them for that. And in the same breath, if things, no jinx here, shake out the way they are currently. If everyone holds holds tight, we could get a two versus three, Michigan versus TCU in... Glendale. Glendale, Phoenix, Arizona, bud, which I will be in the house going ape shit. So knock on wood, no jinxy poos. A lot of football left to be played. Stay the course. Move the chains. Let's say this happens. You know, Are you all be the down cliches. There like hours before tailgating. Oh, I'm hammering You're not the whole the environment. Whole environment. I will be. I haven't seen them live in person 
in a while. Uh, I used to go every year back to Fort Worth for OU, Texas. Let me know if you want me to call Coach Dykes and get you down on the field or anything. Me and Coach D. Coach D, you're listening right now. Big golfer, by the way. Oh, it's your boy. Get you taken care of. If you want to swing the sticks around maybe before the game, loosen up yeah, a little you got bit. Else to got do. you. You know what I mean? Talk a little, talk a little shop, X's and O's with the sleeves. I got you. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the Doer's Cheers moment of the week. It is now on to our very special guest. Y'all asked for him. We delivered. The beautiful man, Mike Commodore, is back in the building. Here he is on Golf Subpar. Back by popular demand. One of the greatest performances, I would say, of all time here on Golf Subpar. Back with us, a champion of champions, Mike Commodore. Greetings, buddy. Champ, it's good to see you. Good to see you, Champ. Good to see you. And it's, ni- champ. It's, it's nice. Thank you. Yes. It's nice to be back. It's nice to be wanted, especially well, I, anywhere to, <laughs> to begin with. True. But in the golf industry, it's shocking. But uh, thanks a lot for having me. I mean, we've had a lot of pretty big-name golfer guests in the world, and I believe it's not even close. You have been requested to come back more yeah. than anyone. Just add that, that to, add that to the list of accomplishments. Just a list of, of accomplishments. accomplishments. What's the the uh, what would be the average IQ of the people who listen to? Well, is it on our show in general, is it really high or really it. low? We don't go that deep into <laughs> it. They're very smart people. It's nice to be back. All very three of the people. women that watch our show did request you as well. Oh, good. I'll tell you what. My mom, <laughs> who doesn't know shit about hockey, one couldn't tell you one thing. Watches some golf though. You're your all time number one, bud. Really? That? Yeah, Susie. Wow. But That's I do believe. Feather. Susie. Big feather. Susie. Susie. Yo, trust me. I think I was going to drive my chariot to pick up Susie with that Uber story. (laughs) Yeah, she's probably hitting you up. Yeah. Late Uh, night. Have you been back to Uber at all? No. Besides taking them, obviously. Taking them everywhere. (laughs) can't touch my keys and end up in a tent if they still do that around here. Uh, No, I am. I I have been kind of, honestly, I've been thinking about it a little bit. Oh. Just getting back in the game, the Maybe. rates are high as shit right now. I know. I Maybe print pay, for, like you. pay for my gas and tires, but uh, I've been thinking about maybe dabbling a little bit. Maybe back here in Phoenix when I'm down. But well, actually, no. Let me take that back. Right now, when I'm down in Phoenix, I'm only here for like a week or maybe two weeks. I, I'm in no condition to drive other than maybe six hours out of two week period. Uh, Calgary, though, I mean, maybe. Well, the thing is, I can't be picking people up in a fucking pickup truck. But all right, it's, and it's, you're a celeb. What are they going to do? You could boost those. They God, I, have, I they could do whatever. Uber I wanted celebrity, and you pay 10x to take the same ride, but you get a guy like you that everyone knows. That's actually a good idea. It's not bad. Yeah. Turn into like the Uber Cash Cab or something too, where they got lights and shit in there. Yeah, and it's a show. You get picked then up I'm by Timberlake really in Nashville. <laughs> yeah, that's going to wow. happen. You know, yeah. he could, no offense to you, Mike. Justin Timberlake, Mike Commodore, slightly different. But you, you said you're only going to be spending a week or two at a time down here mm-hmm. in Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. It's November right now. It was 73 degrees. Mm-hmm. What the hell do you want to be doing in Calgary right now? What's the weather there right now? Well, guys, look, I mean... <laughs> This has nothing to do with the weather. Okay, perfect. I would say, you, you know what? In, in Cal- no, no, it's a good question. Uh, the temperature right now is probably in Fahrenheit. I always struggle with the conversion a little bit. Somewhere around probably zero. Oh, okay. Zero. Probably minus 15 or 16 Celsius. It could get way colder. But, I mean, weather-wise, it's obviously a no-brainer. I mean, I have some commitments up in Calgary right now. That I'm really, really enjoying. 
Okay. Really? You want to elaborate well, on that? Well, just, I think we'll move past that. I'm very curious right now. She knows exactly what I'm know, talking I about, I think and I... she's a big fan of Subpar. I can't wait to get back to Calgary. <laughs> That's incredible. Oh, Tell us about you. because I know you take more golf trips than any man sure. on the planet. Tell us about some of the golf. I mean, it's, I don't know how long it's been since we've had you on, but you've had a number of them. Yeah. Tell us some, uh, some of the highlights from your golf trips as of late. Highlights. You know what? A um, couple of trips. Golf's been trash as usual. It was the same last time I was in here. Trash. I'm trying to turn. Still can't turn with the shit. Um, Are you pausing? Is the Hideki still there? Or is it gone? I think it's day to day ish. Day to day. I played That's behind you yesterday, and there was a couple. God a couple pauses. Yeah, the first time I saw. Not it, I the like, whole time. Well, no, you, were, no. you wouldn't be watching the whole time, but I think I don't know. As slow as Joe Scovern plays, I've got to watch quite a bit. God, he thinks he's fast too. It's a joke. <laughs> Like, does he not understand when it's your turn to hit and then you turn around and tell somebody a fucking story? Like, you're on the clock? Like, you're, hey, uh, get this. This just took you two minutes to put the ball in the air. You're telling some bullshit story. But, anyways, uh, pause can come back. I felt it a little bit. Came in, played on your Friday deal. Yep. Fun. Actually, you know, uh, hadn't touched a golf club in a while, which is probably why I played okay. Kept 78. Pretty solid for me. I was just one like total X of a hole. Other than that, I was in the mix. Um, and then it's just I played two times since, and it's just been trash, total trash. But highlights of some golf trips. I did a huge trip to Europe actually this summer with a rock yes, member. I remember that. Yeah, uh, way too much golf. Way too much. He's a fan of the show too. I mean, he's <laughs> well, what, when you say everyone. way too much, were you guys thirty six a day? What were you? Oh God. Um, and walking, I didn't even, obviously walking. Yeah, we played. I was I I couldn't even take part, which was totally fine. Other than one round that was at Muirfield, I, I really want to check that one off. I, I by the time I joined, you had, the to, track, you had, you had a tap on Muirfield. Oh, well, I I had to when because I kind of signed up late. Guys drop. It was a twenty four man trip to Northern Ireland and Scotland. Cool. So this is set up a year in advance. So guys are going to drop off, right? Whatever. Um, so like if you would have done the entire thing, it would have been like 16, 17 days, 25, 26 rounds. Cool. 17 days? Yeah. Everyone just retired. Imagine obviously. how many no families you would have had in 17 days. How many what? Guinness. Oh, God. God. Oh, God. <laughs> Was that the trip? There was some sort of club. Debac- I remember seeing you on Twitter. There was some debacle. On- it was Europe, right? Someone's clubs or your clubs. Yeah, yeah. There was some so the- sort of shit show that went on. Yeah. Right? You was- were not happy about it on Twitter. I was not happy. And yeah. I mean, I understand, you know, it's a it's a big group of guys. and So this trip was massive. We, we did like, I was there for 12 days and I played 17 or 18 rounds. <laughs> so we were like, click, like Royal Port Rush was great. We played Ardglass. That was one of the ones I hadn't played. Uh, we did t- three rounds, three or four rounds at Royal County Down. That was mm. great. And then we went, uh, we got on the ferry. I'll tell you, now that we're all kind of retiring and shit, you know, used to be a chopper. Now it's <laughs> a ferry. Oh, it's bullshit. But, so we go up to Scotland. The only days we played 18 holes would be if we had to travel. So we get to Scotland. We go to Turnberry. We play uh, five rounds at Turnberry. Beautiful piece of property, great golf course, but that was the spot. This poor guy on our trip, Rowie from Maui, his name is, very successful guy from Michigan. I mean, this is there was two things where, you know, this is, we're paying to be at this place. 
man, I'm showing up. I'm paying out of my ass. I'm shooting 95s left and right. <laughs> I'm trying to get my shit together. So first thing in the morning, we're first off. There's 24 of us going off, and then it's a rush to lunch, and then it's a rush back out. We're playing another 18. We're just grinding this shit out. And so my game is trash. I go down. I get up early. The wind is howling. I get a, They give you a little shitty bag of uh, range balls, which is fine. I don't, don't care if the balls are shit. But, you know, there's 20 balls in the bag. I'm sitting there. I'm clunking around for 8, 10 minutes. I'm like, man, I, I got to hit some more. This is not any better. I haven't found the club face even close. So I go into the pro shop right there, right in the, the, the training center at Turnberry. I'm like, hey, man, I, I need another bag of balls here. He's like, oh, that'll be five pounds. And look, it's five pounds. I understand that. I'm paying, I don't know how many goddamn pounds to stay at this place. <laughs> we're playing five rounds. I mean. You give me a couple of floaters on the house. Now we're, we're nickel and diamond here. Yeah. So that was, I'm like, that's put me off on the wrong foot to start my day. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. you serious? And I know it's not that guy's fault. So I like didn't light him up. But I'm like, hey, I just want you to know this is a joke. I'm like. Here's your five pounds. I've been put it on my room. I didn't even look at my bill when I left. But anyways, go play. We're done playing. We're all we're leaving first thing in the morning, and we are taking a bus to Royal Dornick, uh, which was awesome. Great spot. And so the bus is outside. So this guy comes. He's got his bag. Or sorry, he's, he's towing it, ready to go. And the bus is right there, right in the kind of little circle there. And, you know, those guys in the kilts, one of the guys comes up. He's like, hey, you know, hey, I got this. Don't worry about it. You know, go enjoy breakfast. He's like, you sure? It's like, yeah, I got it. No problem. It's like, oh, okay. You know, so goes and gets breakfast, comes back out. By the time, he, you know, everybody's on the bus, the sides, you know, everything's locked up. You're not going to, we got 24 guys. It's not like they're just going to be sitting there. You're going to have to root through things. He's like, well, they got to be on the bus. Get on the bus. It was, I can't remember how many hours that was. Five or six hour bus trip. Oh God! Yeah, it's 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 for sure five. This for is sure. a diehard golf trip. That's a long oh, ass time, and that's some tough yeah, diehard. You gotta love the game. Oh, I mean, I love the game, and I was yeah, you're a purist. I mean, those clubs almost stayed there when I flew out. <laughs> but we get up there, so all the bags come flying out. We're rushing to the tee to play eighteen holes in the afternoon. No clubs. Clubs are gone. So he's panicking. He's like, he actually, he actually took it unbelievable. So he's like, I got no clubs. He's kind of a quiet guy. He's like, where are my clubs? I got no clubs. I'm like, you serious, Maui? And he's like, I got no clubs. So he call. The guy never loaded him on the bus, just sitting at Turnberry. So as a first-class resort like that, you would think, hey, you know what? I understand mistakes happen. One of these bellboys should have been like, "Got hey, look, you got the day off. Take these clubs, drive them five hours. This is going to be a 10-hour trip for you, back and forth. Get these clubs to this guy. They refuse to do it, won't send anybody up, and they just ship them to uh, Edinburgh. And they ended up getting there like six days later or five days later, whatever it was. So this oh. poor guy ended up having to play with rentals. Paying the, eight million around, oh, fly across the world, all the shit, and you got to play with rentals. Joke. I that's gotta be a, honest. That's a brutal. You would have handled that well. I feel like if that was your club after the range ball scenario. Oh god. Oh, can you imagine? I guess in one way, maybe it would have helped me play with a little shorter clubs and no expectations. Smooth it down a little, regular flex. Oh for the kid. god. So yeah. when this when this happens, you lit him up on Twitter pretty good. Lit him up on. Twitter. I remember that. I, mean, that's I had reason. to. I, yeah. Yeah. I you mean, were not pleased with, the, with the service. 
No response. Oh, no. Turn no response. Back. Zero. Like, mm. none. I feel like you would play good. I feel like Europe's where your game suit. You used to hit that really low ball flight. You brought it up a few stories. Now I hit there, it But way I feel like you would, you would thrive in the links. I hit everything straight up in yeah, the Yeah, you're Americanized now. You now, can't keep it down. Oh, God. Neeler told can't. me, he said he played with you the other day and said he's never seen anybody hit it so high. I know. Dude, when it's we first started the shots, you just don't know when they're coming out. Well, yeah, when we it's, first it's started crazy playing. when you flip it, you're not sure where it's going to go. And left, high, low, shanked. You got all of them. You said that head high, just screamer that would get out there. When you that. get some firm fairways, you can get it out there. Oh. Nice. I used yeah. to be like a pretty, not solid. It was definitely not solid. But my range then was like, I mean, it sounds so stupid now, but. No, 0.5 if I made some putts, which I usually do because I can roll it <laughs> to like maybe a three or four, you know, yeah. if I've things are blowing up. I've, if I start hitting with you. them, gone. shoot some low, some low yeah. digis. Now it gets up in the air. I can't knock it down to save my life. And then when things go wrong, I used to just think like, you know, before I knew anything about the golf, so we just get up and hit the thing. So yes. it was all arms and it's like just, and then things would be going, I just hit it better. I just swing harder. I have no clue what I'm doing. Well, now I've taken some lessons. Yeah. So it's like, well, you should do this and rotate more and not pause. But now I got, it's like, oh, I need to do this now. Now I'm thinking, I mean, it's a plethora of So problems. you're turning into a tour player kind of though. You're blaming the coach. Which is smart. Multiple you were real coaches, good before. Multiple coaches. That's where the pause came from. You think about all the shit. Can't you're chip. like, I got too much shit. I got to stop here and think about all of it. And then you go down. You trouble. didn't used to do that. You used to be able to chip the lights out of it for a golfer like myself. <clears throat> went to Bandon Dunes. We're, we're talking about golf trips. Mm -hmm. I went and spent uh, with the same guy, Ken Holland, who loves subpar. Fuck you, Ken. What? <laughs> <laughs> Went to Bandon Kenny. Jones. Kenny. What up, Kenny? Played 15 <laughs> rounds in nine days. You take monstrous dude, trips. Why do you dude? play so much yeah, dude, golf? Golf trips like three days, four rounds. At a warm, you go to only cold places too. You're a polar bear. I saw some pictures of you, by the way, at Kiowa from a few Ooh, years boy, back. Yeah, but yeah, you I don't them to do me. Back there. Never mm. seen a human sweat mm. like that. Holy mm. shit. But you go to the hardest trip. places to have a golf trip, like the most brutal. No. I'm, I'm 18 and. Done. I want to oh. go do something. I tee off around 11, 12, 18, and cocktails, it, and then go have a fun night. And you're going to walking places. That's walking. 18 in a car. Carts are. I mean, oh, there's no carts. There's, it takes a special place to get out on. This is why we go to oh, Shadow Creek in Southern Highlands. I know. And you can drive that's out. the program this. that I like. But I have a, most things in life, I have a hard time saying no. So I'm like, God. And Ken puts a little pressure on me. He fucked me in Detroit, too. He was the general manager of Detroit back in the day. I don't know. I should just tell this guy to pound sand. But he's like, oh, hey, Tommy, really need you. I'm like, ah, you know what? I got 10 days. And then I go to this. Went to Bandon Dunes, 15 rounds, 10 days, left with the yips. <laughs> that was two years ago. Left with the yips. I can't chip it. I'm horrified. Now it's all bumping. And putters, I don't... putters from everywhere. You go to those two. You go to Europe and then Bandon, and you're putting putter. from 60 the yards. It's normal. So the cooch is a little hairy off the green. Mm -hmm. I use the, the old bump and run with the old whatever Hybrid? wood. Hybrid. What do you got? Yeah. Hybrid? I got a high loft three wood. Okay. I mean, it's just, I just want just to get it on the ground. Get it on the ground. Yeah. Just no get it. disaster. Just 15. don't blade it and don't leave it went, right went, at your feet. I went on this little golf trip. It was 17 days, 42 rounds. I don't oh, know. Just good. some of the fellows. You play more golf than Sung JM. <laughs> it's not even close. That's saying something, but he keeps getting better and I'm getting You're way You both worse. pure it. Both he right pauses out of the a little middle. bit, doesn't he? Oh, he's got a, yeah. little, a little. He's got slow. that slow takeaway. Kind of stops about halfway back and then keeps, keeps going. He's I need thinking. to start swinging it like him, maybe.
before we get back to the beautiful Mike Commodore, I got to tell you, it is still time. You still got time to go over to the golf.com pro shop, pick you up some birdie juice merch like this hat right here, the gravy bird. We got hoodies, towels, tumblers, everything you can want. No code needed. When you check out, it's 20% off. So head over to the golf.com pro shop, check out the birdie juice collection and get 20% off. Back to Mike Commodore. What about your member guest? You play a lot of member guests. You had any good good runs in those? This year, any any well, since you've any been trophies on, since you've been on trophies, we shit. played Southern Highlands member guest mm-hmm. in Vegas, and after four days, we realized our rooms actually connected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> which was awesome. That was nice of you to give me that room. I had no idea you were literally next door. Yeah, and we had a connecting door that like, did, oh. had no clue. Oh, you're right here, Cole. Perfect. We also rode up with a rather famous DJ who you just thought he was a normal fellow having a nice conversation with him. Yeah, who was that again? Zed. <laughs> Zed. Yeah, see, that's a, I do remember you. Now Tommy was telling him all about my golf game. He was asking all this I had all no stuff. clue. This no guy's clue. Like this guy a huge was. deal. It's like, yeah, and then I he thought we out. I sell out. And then he thought Madison we were following him off the elevator. <laughs> we were actually just on the same floor. That's right. Zed? I, you know what? I actually completely yeah. forgot about that. The I wouldn't DJ know World. Either. No, I have. I had no. We clue. get to the room and he, I'm like, "Do you have any idea who that was?" He's like, "That fuck, that guy we just followed." I was like, "Yeah, his name's Zed. He's a DJ. He makes about 400 grand a night." God damn. Yeah, that was, should have been a that's DJ. That's a fucking gig right there. That's the best that is gig. the gig. Mm. I'm Other gonna than play your Vegas hours? for a month, I'm gonna make mm, twenty five million, and then I don't know what I'll do for a while. Other than your lack of sleep and probably the drugs you have to do. Yeah, but it's the cost okay of doing business. You know what I mean? You can get, a good, you can get a good rehab <laughs> for twenty five mil. Right now, I'm Fuck paying way too much money me? for golf, and I got a drinking problem. Yeah, I mean, so, it can't be any worse in Vegas being a DJ. Twenty five days at, in Europe. Yeah, and 60 oh, rounds, you're going to need a little rehab, too. Oh. Well, you've been obviously going on some fancy trips, spending some yeah. cash. I just heard an incredible story how you possibly might have made try to make some side cash. Not Uber, but uh, possibly putting some golf clubs on Craigslist. Oh, okay. So, mm. real quick, before you get started, because there's two versions of this story. They're very different, but I like both versions. So, take us through it. James Neal, the real deal, had some very fancy PXG so- clubs. Well, apparently, yes. So he paid. You know, PXG clubs aren't cheap. I've never ordered them, so I'm not good. It doesn't matter. Aren't they the same thing as pings? I don't know. Allegedly. Yes, allegedly. Anyways, James is to kind of... James has come here to Scottsdale when I've been in town, uh, I'd say, uh, to golf. He's coming to town. This would probably be he's here right now, his fifth time. He just saw Whisperock two days ago. <laughs> this is correct. So the first four trips here, not even close to the golf course. So he comes in. He's staying with me. This is a, this is a few years ago. I think it was might have been an All Star break or something for him. Yes. I was retired. My recollection of it is he he shows up with these clubs, tailor mades. Shows up with these tailor mades. Doesn't come close to the golf course. He's on, there's a bunch of guys in town because it's the all-star break. The clubs end up getting left at my at my house. He ends up calling me later, like a week or two later. Hey, my clubs. I'm like, yeah, dude, I got them right here. They're still in the bag. Like, whatever's in there is still in there. I haven't opened it up. Then he starts telling me about this story about how he ordered PXG. He spent eight or ten grand. He's never seen them. So I'm like, well, that sounds like bullshit. And I know Fuji a little bit. So I'm like, well, maybe. I'm like, James, are you sure? I mean, how do you just order clubs? And I'm like, where'd you get them shipped to? Do you have any idea? He just goes off. So I'm like, look, I'll go over. So I go over. I see food. It's the only time I've ever been at PXG. It had nothing to do with myself. 
I go, hey, man, the real deal, order clubs. Look, I have no idea. But, you know, is there any way of maybe tracking these things down? Yeah, we'll, we'll get on it. So from my recollection, I never saw these clubs. Fuge did not hand me a set of clubs. Nothing got shipped to my house. But his golf clubs, his tailor-mates, now he's playing the last 40 games of the NHL season. I thought it would be funny. I'm like, ah, this guy can kiss my ass. <laughs> so I thought it would be funny to put the. He was like kind of chirping me a little bit, I think, on Twitter or something. So I'm like, nah, you know what? Nah, this, this bag's still sitting in my house. I'm going to put his clubs on Craigslist. He wants real <laughs> deals clubs. <laughs> so I took pictures. I'm like, for sale. I don't remember any PXGs been in there. They were the tailor mates. I didn't end up selling them. <laughs> But he hasn't seen them since because then I sold my house and I just tossed them in somebody's storage unit and I have no idea where they are. They're gone. Yeah, his version Long is much different. So you didn't sell them on Craigslist, though. Somebody just, definitely could have You just put them in a storage. Okay. Yeah, it could have been Jack, but you didn't sell them. You didn't ship them to somebody I, on no, Craigslist. No, no, I don't All know right. how to do that. No, yeah. He says you no. sold them for three grand and just pocketed the money. <laughs> I mean, but that's probably what I different. put them on. Like, yeah, I was definitely having fun online. Posting, it was the only time I ever posted anything on Craigslist, but I didn't actually sell them. And then when I when I went from to your condo, because I bought my yes. condo off you, home of champs, goddamn right, the place was beautiful. When I <laughs> went is... from a house to a condo, I'm like, place is beautiful. I'm like, I'm I'm downsizing here. The last thing I need is real deals clubs. I mean, I'm going into a condo, so I threw them in a storage unit. Haven't seen them since. I couldn't even. I have no idea where those are. Tough uh, shit. You yeah. leave your stuff at the crib. I don't feel it's bad. It's like a squatter. Yeah, He'll dude, be okay. After, after He'll be fine. You mentioned the chirping on Twitter a little bit. I feel like you've kind of calmed it down a little on Twitter, quieted down a little bit. Is it true or no? Or maybe, time. Yeah. Is there a reason? Yeah. Corporate man. No. Mm, <laughs> no. No. A little bit that. Uh, no. You're a working man now. Kind of. Did you get in trouble? No, 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 no trouble. I will. There was two things. I mean, I guess at the end of the day, my not main goal. That's that sounds a little bit weird. Kind of one of the things that I did on there was to give it to Mike Babcock. Mm -hmm. So yes, maybe sometimes I went too far, and it's very subtle. Yeah, <laughs> hit by a bus. Go fuck yourself. But he ended up getting canned in Toronto. And then it ended up, and I'm not going to say that, I mean, well, it kind of went, there was like a month and a half in the hockey world, there was like kind of a four to, all of a sudden, uh, Babs got canned because, you know, and then guys started saying like, you know, mistreated and the guy's an asshole and he's a piece of shit, which he is, 100%. <laughs> he's a terrible human being. I'm all for that one. And, and I guess I'm all for all of them, but then it ended up being like, there ended up being more coaches canned. And, uh, I mean, I like I got into a spot, at least from my how I was looking at it, where I'm like, all of a sudden there started to be like this whirlwind a little bit where it's like everybody's just coming out and firing shit at coaches and kind of expect, not expecting me to be involved, but kind of had something to do with it. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, my God. And, you know, we got one guy giving it to Peter Laviolette, who was my coach when we were in Carolina when we won. I like Peter, and I like 99% of my coaches. And it was just, I'm like, oh, God. I'm like, I don't want to get all of a sudden like the sounding board for people getting shit canned. And when I, you know, because I had good good experiences with most people. So that was kind of part of it. And then I was up in, up in China to 
and COVID <laughs> hits. I mean, you can't, in, in my opinion, look, it's you, been a rough, I mean, COVID lasted here for what, four months maybe? Uh, depends um, where you live, are, I think. Right, 100% yeah. it does. And we don't need to get into that whole angle of it. But I, I mean, I would read some mentions a little bit and I'm about, my head's about to explode. I'm like, I have to, so to be honest, since, China. since that piece of shit got fired, I would I used to look at my mentions like, honestly, like daily, daily for sure. And I'd interact and stuff. And, and then that combined with a few months later, COVID, I mean, I'm like, I, I got to back this off or I'm going to say something that's really going to get me in trouble. And so I've actually pumped the brakes, but well, we miss you. Uh, you moved it from Babs though to Trudeau for a while, right? Which it, yeah. Which I mean, this guy, like I said, just kind of moved the aggression. He's the, he's the prime minister of China. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think he's, he's pretty much getting what he's wanted, and I I don't know enough to like. I don't even want to get into the politics. I mean, let's you know, let's not get into get, politics. Yeah. So I, I have gone the Trudeau way because it is a joke up there in Canada. It is now more normal, but it, we are a breath away from going more towards China. So I have just tried to take a step back and kind of, but I do need to get more involved. I, I, I am, I started a podcast finally, I guess in, in one way. So you what's need the to, name? Yeah. Plug, shout out. Well, give it a plug. Clear in the crease. Yeah. I learned a valuable lesson on Sunday. Uh, we just did our second episode. First episode I thought went fine. Um, Second episode, day after your wedding, mm -hmm. learned a valuable lesson. A tough day to record. <laughs> tough day to record, and but you know we we got Andrew Raycroft. He's in Boston. We got James Sabolski. He's in Vancouver. We got to you know, put guys together. They're like, can you make it work? I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, I can make it work. Ah, you know, let's take it easy today. You know, yeah. Sunday. You know, if I'm in Calgary, I'm not doing anything. Real deal stays another day. <laughs> Next, I'm like, well, just have a couple. So I ended up doing the Sunday podcast. Let's just say it needs some heavy, heavy editing <laughs> to make sure I don't look super, super wasted. I, that's just a part, that's the cost of doing business, dude. I did tell you that. I know it's tough scheduling when people are all over the place, but Sunday is just not a good day to record. Yeah. Because you never know where, I mean, we ended up going down to Old Town, mm -hmm. watching football, having some pops, and the mm -hmm. next thing you know, oh shit, I gotta go film. Right. And it's, now's not a good time. No. And I, I was sitting at Worm's place there, and I thought it was okay. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I, I don't remember anything Listen, I said. People know you for you, and they're going to love it, yeah. no matter what. But I, think, I will have to say. I, I think it's still, I mean, but I don't need to be going on there just being right wasted. Oh, just I mean, a little buzz. A little tuned and, up. Yeah, a little tuned up is totally fine. I get that, but I mean. But I do have to thank you for coming to the wedding, because you were one of the stars of the oh. show. You absolutely killed it. Um, you're out on the Last dance floor, shirt kind of open a little bit. I do have to ask though, do you think more red wine hit your mouth or your shirt? I just actually saw my shirt. Today. Like, <laughs> yeah, you were, you were it. purple. I don't even remember Like Barney walking around that bitch. <laughs> I was like, God damn. Like, I don't is think. Is this a costume wedding? What the fuck I don't think you here? did drink it. You just spilled no, it all over no yourself. No way I was drinking. I usually don't drink wine. I will say that the wedding was incredible. Our table was incredible. There was a lot of people there that I hadn't seen and a lot of new people that I met from my recollection and then we ended up up on the dance floor i'm a terrible dancer i don't belong anywhere near it like at all but everybody was having fun and then yeah i've seen a couple pictures and god it was a good time though there was a lot of goals scored at that table you were sitting at 
Yeah, there'd be about uh, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, Brett's did Brett have eight hundred? Close, close enough. Close enough. Let's just call it eight hundred. Real deal. Real deal's got to have three hundred. There was over a thousand goals sitting at the table. Yeah, I had twenty-one of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't get over a thousand without that twenty-one point one goals a year. You got more cups than the real deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had that big boy. That's right. You had that big boy for a day. That's right. Let's stay on hockey for a little while now, because one, you have some of the best stories in the history, the best storyteller. One thing we didn't get into last time on the show, okay, and this is legendary era in your life, I would say, is your time in Russia. Okay. The you, Continental Hockey League. Yes. Is yes. it called the K, right? Is it K, KHL, yeah, K, some K, shit K, like that? KHL, yep. Give us a little bit. Like That was your end of your career, right? Last You're kind of like, I'm not ready to hang it up, but yep. it, I, NHL missed my time, you know, missed the camps, all that they sort of stuff. They were done with Let's me. Let's go over there. Yeah. You go over there. Give me what your time. It was one season, correct? One season. Give me the one season over there, and I know a few of the stories too, but I, you got to tell everybody because they're all time. Yeah, it, it was... I was, I, everything was done here for, for sure. Nobody, there was nobody calling. I had put the work in in the summer um, where I thought, I'm like, ah, and I want to play. And so that's kind of a common move in hockey is when, when you're kind of done in North America. I didn't want to play in the American League anymore because I'm like, I did that when I was 21, 22, 23. Going back when you're 34, I mean, it, it isn't that much fun. So I'm like, I'm going to try something new. So the only league... There's a lot of good leagues over there. Like Switzerland's good, Sweden's good, Finland's good, Germany's good. I mean, for the game that I, I wasn't a goal scorer, so like those, I mean, Switzerland's not interested in me. And you can only have so many roster spots on your team. But I played the world championships seven or eight years before in, uh, in Moscow. And so for whatever reason, I'm like, ah, you know what, I'll go back and play there. I would like to play there. So I ended up through a former coach of mine, Slav Tisov, who's like literally, I mean, I think if you were to say who's, which hockey player has the most money in their bank right now? Is it? I think he's it. I mean, I'm going to assume if you're Putin's right-hand man, you are probably swimming in it. Now they're rubles. (laughs) You're going to need like a ton of them, but... Um, so I ended up going over there, signed on a team where uh, I was familiar with Russia a little bit. I knew where kind of some of the teams are. So it was like Russia and Europe. And I ended up signing. I, I, I signed the contract, which I didn't care anyways. I just wanted to play. But I ended up on a team that was on the Pacific Ocean, like 60 miles from North Korea. Oh, convenient. Very convenient. Good spot to be. Right. Great spot Right to there be. within range. We had one team called Haveros that was like an hour flight north. And then other than that, every single team was at least a 10-hour flight away. Mm, sounds Ten also awesome. good. Oh, my God. So, <clears throat> and they had it set up back then. I haven't paid attention lately, but there was 28 teams in the t- in, in the league then and you played a home and home with every team in the league and that was your season so it was 54 games so the point of the story is is that team that was an hour away that would have been very convenient to play quite a few times we played once in Haveros they played once in Vladivostok just like Prague which was 15 hours away holy shit oh it was insane tell us about your 15 tell us about the where, where you're sitting on that plane though <laughs> so my first so if it made so if we're looking at Russia there's 
the two teams out there way out east. And then there's kind of a pocket of teams like Yekaterinburg and Omsk that are kind of like, I mean, Russia's nine time zones, I think, nine or ten. So there was a couple of teams, or there was a handful, a pocket of teams, probably five or six, something like that, that were kind of two-thirds away, like, of the way across the country where it didn't make sense, and the rest of it was like Moscow or further west. So if it made sense, and we, we played four games on the road, four at home, four games on the road, four at home. So if it made sense to fly to Moscow first, we would take like a, we'd take an Aeroflot flight, which would be a jumbo jet. The tickets were like, this is a nine-hour flight. The tickets were like 50 bucks, maybe. Nice. Reasonable. So, yeah. Very reasonable. It's pre-inflation. Yeah, so, and... You know, I'm on a professional hockey team, so I'm not paying it first. So my first trip, I learned real fast. So I'm like, oh, perfect. Yeah, okay, well, Aeroflot, that sounds good. You know, I'm not thinking like first class, but, you know, I'm not thinking like the $50 ticket where we're like, we're back with the sheep. I mean, that would just put me in a kennel and throw me underneath the Exit plane. Exit row, maybe, at least. Oh, not even close. So the first flight, so they have nobody in these air. I mean, they, obviously, I mean, it's a nine-hour flight, so it's a jumbo jet first class is huge and wide open and then the back of the plane because the tickets are cheap all of coach is just rammed so i did one flight like that and i'm sitting there you know not all russians but i mean we were kind of out in the country a little bit you know a little different smell on the plane (laughs) i'm like this i'm 34 years old i got some back problems to begin with i am rammed in this seat for nine hours I'm like, this is never happening again. So from that point forward, <laughs> I would get my ticket. So from every trip on, when it was an Aeroflot flight. Other than that, we'd charter a plane, but it still took 10 hours because you had to refuel, refuel in the middle of nowhere. So every t- I'd check in, hey, guys, you know, come to the team to the airport. I'm like, yeah, hey, you know, give my ticket. I'd be like, yeah. And I'd do it in a good way where I wasn't being a dick. I'm like, I ain't sitting in that seat. I'd be like this with the ticket right in the airport, just rip it up go right to the first class desk and so i check in first literally the rest of it was me the sport director and the head coach none of them spoke english so i was up there on my own i had all the space in the world free booze so i'd stand there as coaches walking in like the coach seating all these guys i'm like hey how you guys doing what's going on i forget what i said there was a russian term for it it'll come to me but anyways i never came close to sitting coach again it was the greatest how'd your teammates feel about that they care. You know what? I did it. Couldn't I did understand it in a good way. who gives a shit. Well, there was a couple. They actually, well, most, yeah, the Russians couldn't, but I did it in a way where, I mean, I was paying for the ticket. They could have done that too. True. There yeah. was, I mean, there was literally 30 seats yeah, up there. They weren't Stanley Cup champions, though, Mike. No, Hockey question for you How do you play for a coach that doesn't speak the language you speak? How does he coach you? So, that seems great tough. question. Yeah. Great seems question. like a barrier. The thing is, uh, hockey wise, when I was in Russia, I thought when I first went over there and watched a practice, because I was, they, I mean, they, they screwed my visa up for six weeks, which ended up being good because I would travel with the team. I, well, the traveling part I could have done without because it was too far, but I would skate with the team. I mean, I showed up. When I said I put the work in in the summer, I did, but then there was kind of a gap there for three weeks. So things kind of went out the window. Right, right. As they do. I, so I needed to catch up a little bit. So the fact that I couldn't play for six weeks actually ended up being okay because then I got back in decent shape. Um, but as of my first practice that I watched in Vladivostok, all these Russians, like they can all skate, they can all shoot, they can all pass the puck. 
They can all handle the puck. I'm like, I was watching practice. I'm like, Jesus, these guys look like they're moving out there. But the problem is, and then I figured out once I started playing, is that they can all do that. But, I mean, this is eight years ago, but I'm sure things haven't changed that much over there. The problem is with Russian hockey is that, yeah, they all have individual skills, but they have no directions. Their coaching is still stuck in the 60s. So, like, one of our assistant coaches played 500 games in the National Hockey League. He was a good player. And I asked him when I, when I first started playing, I'm like, his name is Al, I mean, like Alex or Igor. I mean, you got a pretty good chance that's their name. <laughs> I go, hey, Alex. I go, hey, uh, where am I supposed to go in, like, the D zone? Or, you know, what are we doing here? He's like, Mike. Yeah, or Misha. Misha's Mike and Michael and huh. Russian. Misha. 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 Misha, you're a pro. You'll figure it out. I'm like, and this is a guy who played in the NHL. Yeah. So I never spoke to the head coach. Well, Beautiful. I couldn't, That's the ideal oh, scenario. Was, was actually, can't get your ass chewed, can't do anything. It was actually great. I never, we come in between periods, practice. I wouldn't even pay attention to shit. No, fucking. Nobody's talking just to get me. Out there, I can't skate, understand anything. Shit and then leave. But the shitty part was, was I'd be out on the ice I can't communicate. I mean, there's there was five other imports on the team, so there were some guys I could communicate with a little bit. But if I'm out there with Russians, which usually it was, I mean, I go back for a puck, and you know, to pick the puck up and you know, break the puck out or whatever, and try and go on offense, and it is you don't hear anything. <laughs> I get the puck, and I'm like, I have no idea where anybody, anybody's going to be. They just all skate around, like flying around, and. But, I mean, made it work. Yeah, cool. day, how many like, years yeah. you triple champ like yeah. you? I'm like, what, yeah, that's how many fine. years Don't you play over there? Just one. Just one. All right, well, yeah. we do have to go to, because um, there are some rather nice things over in Russia, including some Definitely. fine dining. Fine dining, yeah. I think Did I, you ever get to experience any of the fine dining over in Russia? Well, yeah. yeah we had a <laughs> good spot, huh? Yeah. We had a really nice French place in Vladivostok, from what I remember. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I did get in trouble there. We came back from one of our trips, so like I like I was touching on earlier, where we so we went out, we played the Red Army in Moscow, we do the nine or ten hour flight back, and so by this time, this was kind of like halfway through the time I was there, where I'm like, I figured out with the jet lag and everything, I'm like, you can't just go to bed when you want, like you have to grind it out, otherwise your hours are going to be totally screwed. And it's not like we had a ton of time. There'd be like a couple days and then another game. So you have to try and stay on some kind of program. So anyways, to shorten it up, land. I'm, I'm at my apartment, downtown Vladivostok. And uh, I'm like, I have to stay up. I'm so tired. I have to stay up. So one of the Russians that actually spoke English, he played for the Senators, Ilya Zubov. He messaged me. He's like, hey, let's go for dinner. I'm like, yeah, sounds good. I, I have a condo right downtown. And uh, I'm like, where are we going? He's like, I'll meet you at the Brasserie. I'm like, okay, perfect. It's like a couple blocks away. So I, I walked every. I had a full-time driver there. Full-time driver. Wow. For $500 American dollars a month. God. Full-time. incredible. There's all the other whenever. shit going on. Oh, my God. I mean, be, when I left, you're a king and I, I gave there. him some extra cash and everything because I felt bad. Give him some extra cash. When I left, he was literally bawling at the airport. Like when, I, when the season was over. Igor, he was a good guy. No English either. I got one of those uh, Google tra or Translate apps or whatever. Mm -hmm. yeah. I just go like this, show him, or play it, and it would sound kind of get a little screwed up. Anyways, <laughs> go to dinner. <clears throat> I, but I like to walk too and get moving around a little bit and walk so I can stay awake. 
So we go to this brasserie on a, I think it was a Sunday night place. We'll get there at like five or six o'clock at night. Place is slammed, totally packed. And a, on a North American standards, it, it was like a five-star restaurant. It'd be like a Scottsdale. Like, like a, a Mastro's? Like, let's call Mastro's a five. I'd say this place is definitely no worse than a four, four and a half. Okay. It was solid. Nice spot. Nice spot. Classy. Sure. Yeah. Very classy. Yeah. We get in there. It's me, Ilya. He speaks English. And another Russian guy, no English, young kid. He was like 18 or 19. So we get in there. I mean, the point is to have dinner. I think I had, uh, I ordered a shrimp salad. I think I had a couple pieces of lettuce. I think maybe one shrimp. And we were just smashing beers. And we were over, I got into the Sapporos until I got gout. I got into the Sapporos over there because <laughs> we were basically in Asia. So we are smashing, and Russian beer is rude. Don't ever, don't ever drink Russian beer. So we are smashing, I'm, well, we all are, but I'm really smashed them. So I end up not really eating. I am pretty hammered. It's like seven o'clock. And from my recollection of it, place is packed. I'm like, all right, let's go. So I pay the tab rubles who gives a shit get up and we're gonna go to the music bar like this bar like literally 24 7 it doesn't matter year around this place never closes so that's kind of the plan where we're gonna go so the 18 year old goes to the bathroom Ilya was talking to somebody in the restaurant or something so I walk out and I had to walk through like a little kind of entryway a brick entryway next thing I know I am shoved up against the wall I've got a hand around my throat and I've got a guy punching me right in the face in front of me. And I got a guy punching me in the face from the side. So, like I said, I was crushing a few beers. And I'm like, holy Christ, what is going on? <laughs> so I like tuck my chin. I'm like, don't get knocked out. Don't get knocked out. Don't get knocked out. What is going this on? This is in the restaurant still. Right in the Just right, out of nowhere. Just like the just ambushed? From what I remember. Okay. All right. And yes, so like not in the actual dining room, but like the little entry. Eight feet away. So these guys are teeing off on me. I, I'm, I'm getting my, you sober up quickly when, I mean, this is Russia too. The first thing I'm like, A, what is going on? B, this is Russia. I, I don't speak the language. There wasn't a whole lot of English like at all in Vladivostok. So I'm like, as far as I'm concerned, I'm like kind of fighting for my life. I mean, I, I can't talk to these people. I have no idea if they have a knife. I mean, I need to kind of show up here a little bit if I want to make it home. That's what was going through my mind. And so, anyways, I kind of get it together a little bit. I shove the guy off. It's, you know, I mean, it was a joke, two on one. And I grab the guy in front of me, and I just, I mean, I, I did hit him hard, right in the middle of the nose, bust his nose, bleeding all over himself. He's kind of down a little bit, and I go right after the guy that I just shoved. Well, we end up going flying in. To the guy's credit, I just smashed his nose. It didn't even really seem like it mattered too much because he stayed right in it. So the three of us go flying into this packed restaurant. Like, I mean, this is a nice restaurant. <laughs> like, very nice. We go flying into this thing, right into a table, food everywhere. And, I mean, as far like I said earlier, as far as I'm concerned, this is on. So I'm throwing chairs. I am throwing whatever I can get my hands on right at them. People are screaming, running out of the restaurant. The staff goes back to the back corner. They're horrified. And it is on. The eight, I found out the next day, the 18-year-old who went to the bathroom, he said he walked he, through a translator the next day. He was like, 
you know, Misha, saying in Russian, obviously, but he's like, Misha, I'm sorry. You know, I had to go, which I understand that because he's 18 years old. He gets caught in something like that. I mean, I'm 34 years old. What are you going to do? Kick me off the team? Go ahead. I don't give a shit. Him, like, he's just trying to get his career going. So he ran out the door. Ilya kind of figures out what's going on. He kind of gets into it. So I end up tweaking my knee <laughs> a little bit, but I stay in the fight, throwing chairs, tossing tables. I mean, they're throwing shit at me too. It's not like it's a one-way street. I mean, I'm in trouble. Ilya's kind of hangs in there. From what I remember, the end of the fight, I end up in a chokehold. So I'm on the ground. The guy's like, I'm me. He's underneath me. This guy's choking me out. His buddy is just booting me in the face. <laughs> booting me. Booting me in the face. <laughs> My buddy Ilya like jumps on top of him. I'm trying to reverse headbutt the guy but, you know, underneath me, like trying to get out of this. I hear sirens come. All of a sudden, these guys get up and they're out the door. I'm assuming they probably didn't have a real stellar criminal record, I'm going to guess. <clears throat> so, and I said this before, but I should have taken a picture. Because I'm like, get off the ground. Thank God this, these cops came, or a cop. Uh, I, I like pull myself off the floor. My knee's a little sore. I'm like, God damn it. I look around the restaurant, and this nothing was like broken, but there was shit. I mean, everywhere. <laughs> Cutlery, tables, chairs, food, everything. I'm like, I should have taken, I want, I should have taken like a panoramic picture. I was like, oh, what the fuck just happened? So walk outside, thrown in cuffs, back of the cop car, get taken to the police station. I get thrown in jail. Like I said, we're kind of in Asia, Mongolia. I get tossed in jail or whatever. The, I don't want a drunk tank, whatever the, the, the cell in the police station with like 25, 30... I mean, this is a bunch of Mongolian looking Asian. I mean, I am, I stand out. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck? So I end up in there for two hours. My buddy Ilya there is making phone calls. He's like calling the mafia in Moscow. I'm like, I mean, I got jumped at a restaurant. What do you want me to do? And you still don't have no, no yeah. idea why? No idea. No, just out of nowhere, you're walking out there and the dude's just. Out of nowhere, 100%. And I ended up getting out because there was a, a guy walking by. He was like in, in street clothes. Walked by a couple times. He was looking at me. And then after like walking by a couple times, he just opened up the uh, the jail cell. Yeah. He's like, Misha? I'm like, da, which is yeah in Russian. I'm like, da. He's like, okay. And so we just I just walked right out the door and I walked right out in front of the police station. He took me straight back to the bar. He just comes in and snaps his fingers. They open the door. He just walked in, grabbed He wasn't me a it. cop? No. So, I thought he was. He definitely was not. Should introduce so him he, to Brittany Griner. <laughs> yeah, she needs... She could use a little, I'll tell you what, Brittany, help like that. Brittany needs my boy. I Holy think his name was shit. Igor, So you got too. out of there, and then after that, it was just like, all right, that happened. It's over. Nothing. Never. Out of there. He takes me back to... He takes me to that music bar. I, I'm like, you know, my face is swollen. I've been kicked in the face. I've been punched in the face. I'm like, I need to get out of here. I do not need to be sitting at the bar. We got practice tomorrow. So I'm like, okay, I, I can't remember. I think his name was Igor. And yeah, Igor or Alex. And so I end up walking home. I show up the next day. Long story, super short. They're going to kick me off the team. They're pissed off at me. I'm like, I can't go out to eat. I went out to eat. This wasn't at 2 in the morning. It was at like 5 or 6. What do you want me to do? I can't go outside my apartment. 
they have a little discussion. Like I said, I can't understand anything. There was a translator in there. So they're like, ah, you know what? We'll keep you on the team, uh, but we're fining you a month's pay. And so I do a quick math. I'm like, month's pay? I'm like, these guys are fining me. I think it was 45 grand American I was making a month. I'm like, this, I thought it was going to be like a thousand bucks. <laughs> so I'm like, this is a joke. And there was a sport director for the team who was just, I mean, he had the, I didn't know what it was when I got there, but he, tattoos all over his hands and on his neck, jail tattoos. And he's the, yeah. he's our sport director. He loved me. Didn't know a whole lot about hockey, but every once in a while I'd run somebody over and he loved that. And <laughs> so he starts talking and he goes, you know what? We're going to find you a month's pay. We had four games left in the regular season. This was, and this was, this happened right before the Sochi Olympics. We had a month off, then we had four games. We needed to win three of them to make the playoffs. We're an expansion team. It's a pretty good accomplishment with that travel. It's actually kind of crazy because it is a really good league. So anyways, long story short, they find me a month's pay. I'm like, well, fine. I go, you guys are two months behind. You better pay me or I'm out of here because they're like, we'll kick you off the team. I'm like, that's fine. I'm like, I'll leave this afternoon. Take, you can keep all my shit. I don't care. I'll be out of here momentarily. Good luck making the playoffs without your best defenseman. <laughs> No, like that was probably pushing a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of but that's sad. how you sell it. Yeah, that's how you sell it. Yeah, myself. So anyways, yeah. we end up, they find me. If there's one thing Russians really, really care about, two things. Russians care about rubles and don't ever make them look bad in front of women. They don't like that either at mm -hmm. all. But they, the point of my story is rubles. They want cash, so I got to grab whatever 45,000 times, I think, 60 is. That's how many rubles I had to go. So I had to go to the bank. I'm like, I'm getting jumped for sure out of this. I put this, I, it was cold there, obviously, so I'm putting this shit in my park. I got, I got rubles everywhere. So I'm sprinting back up the hill to get my condo. I'm going to go to practice next day. I had all these guys calling me. Where are you? We need our money. I'm like, would you guys relax? I have the money. I'll be there tomorrow. Like, but they just get all heated up when it comes to rubles. But in their defense, I handed it to them the next day. We ended up winning our last game, uh, our last game to make the playoffs. And you know, everybody's all pumped. It was a home game too. Arena's going crazy. <laughs> These guys are all screaming playoffs or whatever in Russian. I'm assuming, and I'm just screaming. I'm like rubles. Where are my rubles? <laughs> so I'm in the dressing room. Where are my rubles? And to their credit, uh, he kept $3,000 worth of uh, rubles to pay the police to buy them some new TVs. And the rest went right back into my pocket. I thought it was Beautiful. a pretty good deal. That's yeah, worked out all right. It I can't believe you have out. to go down to the bank and get the cash. And then hand can they just withhold your pay? Well, they owed me a couple of months. Yeah, they already owe you money. So be like, all right, you owe me two no. months. Just give me a month. Good question. Sorry, it took me a second there. <laughs> you got to run down to the bank and stuff your parker full of 300,000 rubles? Yeah. Oh, it was more than that. It oh, was more than that. 60 times 45. Yeah, way more than that. Yeah, that. Oh, it was two rubles. Billion? I had rubles I'm not coming a big math out guy. everywhere. <laughs> it is nice to have a Russian mob guy as your sports director. So have you been, oh, ba have you been back to Russia since you played? No. So when I left there, kind of. I did leave there, I guess, on my own accord. Um, so I, I wired all my money out of there, whatever I had left. And uh, you have to keep a certain, you have to keep a million rubles, which I think right now is probably in America. Well, right now, probably not much. But at the time, it was probably 20 grand America. For some reason, you couldn't, like, close your account and wire everything. You had to keep some in there. Hmm. I left. I'm like, and I would, like, I actually... 
you know, obviously that was a terrible story and that wasn't a whole lot of fun, but I did, there were some long days there, but I enjoyed Russia. Like I thought, I thought the people were awesome. I thought the people in charge, like they're just so used to the people in charge just totally screw them. But I, I, I did it. I did have a good time there. But then I heard those two dudes and I got into a fight. I had to go give a police statement, <laughs> which was the biggest joke ever. <laughs> I had a couple of, I, I actually literally had a beer in my hand as I'm sitting in the police station and the guy's translating from the team. And I'm like, look, I, I don't know what happened. I went to the brasserie. I was drinking soda water. I had a steak. And then just all of a sudden these guys started punching me. The police officer, this woman, was laughing. I'm just, okay, through the laugh. She knew it was all bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, I heard those guys. It went on for like, I have no idea what's going on now. That was eight years ago. But <clears throat> a couple of years later, Ilya messaged me on WhatsApp. And he's like, man, these guys are still trying to press charges against you. Oh, my God. So I would say it's pretty safe to say that I'm not, uh, I won't be going back to Russia. Okay, we'll stay. We'll keep you here. Yeah, or in yeah. so it's just like a shakedown. Like, here's an American playing the NHL. He's got some money. Let's go jump him, and then we can file some charges. I'm gonna say it was probably something like some that. Sort of I, bullshit. I'm hammering some beers. One of the guys I'm with speaks English. I'm talking English, which would be weird there. These guys probably aren't the most you know reputable dudes in the world, and they're like, ah, we well, must do something here. And I, I would guess. But then I got a weird tweet too that it was. Anyways, I don't think I didn't do anything. I mean, what was I? I did think about it because I'm like, there's no way I did anything. Like, I was hanging out with these two guys. I speak a language nobody understands. So, what am I going to say to anybody in there? Nobody's going to understand. That's what I'm why it's anything. scary. And you don't even know if the translator, as you're telling her your story, is even saying the right shit. Good point. Be like, yeah, I, I wanted point. to kill him. I started it. That's a good You'd point. You're making up anything. Good point. You get locked up over there. It's hard to oh, reverse boy. that. Ooh. What was the Dude, tweet? The tweet was like, uh, came out of nowhere from an account that just that was their only tweet it was like i can't believe a man of your like reputation i think what they meant was like a reputable pro athlete, guy yeah. like pro athlete would do something like that hmm. i remember reading it this was like two days later and i, I read it and i'm like I, I mean don't get me wrong i did have a few sapporos but yeah, nothing it's wrong not with like I don't run my mouth like to the random people, like to my buddies. Yeah, but I didn't do anything. There's no way. That's weird. Well, yeah, let's just weird. not go back then to you, Russia. But you got out of there. Yeah. But got out of there. I got to ask because I think one of the favorite stories from everyone that has listened to your first podcast was when you were Uber driving. Sure. And in your passenger, Phil. Phil. Yeah. Oh, Phil. <laughs> Any contact with Phil? Oh, it's Phil. No contact with Phil. No, no, no contact with Phil. I've thought about getting back into Uber driving a little bit, uh, even up where I'm living right now, up in Calgary, thinking about that. I'm not sure a pickup truck is real conducive to Uber driving. That's what I drive. I drive a raffle truck up there that I won in a raffle. It actually does happen, <laughs> which is unbelievable. Yeah, it's what, nice. a raffle truck? Really? I wanted a raffle. Yeah. Not like a hole-in-one truck. Raffle truck? Hole-in-one. I mean, I got a I mean, I'm sure down. you knocked those down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Got like I you. always aim at flags. Pre-Hideki? Oh, my God. You were... <laughs> Lasers. Joke. Now I actually did win a truck in a raffle. Uh, I am thinking about getting back into it, but we shall see. But no, no contact with Phil. After a shaky start, Phil was a good dude. He, well, I won't go that far. I didn't know him that well, but he finished strong. I'll give Phil that. So no, 
not yet, but I almost feel like if you guys are going to have me on a third time, I might have to drive for Uber. I think you we should. will. I think because there's still more little... stories to get to. We just Calgary. don't have enough time just for it. Just do it for a few days. Some shit will happen. I guarantee it. And you can come back and tell it. I do it in Calgary. There could be, I could have some good stories. Are we going to see you at WM Phoenix Open? So I was on the fence about that until you told me about your event. Possible event. We don't want to tease it too much right now. Yeah. But okay, possible I won't say anything. Okay, oh, yeah. a possible event. Where you event. might have the chance Potential. to play golf with Mike Commodore. Maybe. For an enormous sum of money. A lot, <laughs> a lot of, of rubles. Rubles for days if you want to play with Commodore. I got a million rubles yeah, in Vladivostok. Yeah, we got these weird You got to go get them, but. We got these weird two <laughs> Russian guys that really want to play with you, dude. We put you out. You're on 13 P. So safe to say you will be in town. I mean, it's, dude, it's Phoenix. Just say it. I know, I know. Say it. Yeah, I'll be in town, yeah. Wow. I mean, I got a little scrambling to do because I don't want to place here right now. But yes, I mean, who am I kidding? Where's the I'm condo? Just... Where's the champions lair? I, I don't have one. Oh, I shit. sold it. God. You, stay in, you can stay in Joe's guest room. Crazy. I'm just going to take over Joe's I'll, house. I'll volunteer. Just the whole house. The whole house. Let's just offer Joe can his sleep behalf. up at the course. Actually, as he should. Yeah, right now. as he should. He needs to be up there preparing. He's going to buy a new guy. mansion soon anyways with his new boss. I know. How fun. about this guy? Goes right from Ricky Fowler, a couple tough years or whatever, and then just, I mean, yeah. I don't even think Joe's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> and goes straight to, I mean, well, you guys know way better than I do. If you were to pick a young guy's, I mean, obviously, Justin Thomas, but a young guy's bag, if you were to Of all the 19-year-olds in the world? Canned, and then, okay, who can we, what would be a great, but that, that's got, had to have been like a top three bag, maybe. I mean, he was like 20th in the world at the time, I believe. Right, and at 20 years just, old. Oh, now the President's Cup happens, everyone in the world knows him. He's flying over to Japan to play. It's crazy. He's won, won twice already on the PGA Tour. Oh, it's a joke. With Joe on the bag. Bogey free. <laughs> and what, you know what? The whole tournament. Yeah, no bogeys. And Joe gets to talk now, too. I've noticed that. I watch a lot of Golf Channel up in, up in China. And Joe's this guy actually listens to Joe and wants Joe opinion. Makes me sick. He's hanging on his shoulders yeah, at the oh. pred. They're best buddies already. I was like, he just slid in. Oh. It's like winning a truck in a raffle. Joe thinks he's the man now too. <laughs> went for Taco Tuesday. Went out to eat with him yesterday. He wanted to go to Taco Tuesday. Then he picked up the tab. Like he, he bought. Said, well, if I would have known that, I would have come. Well, you would have got twelve dollars worth of tacos. <laughs> you got ten of them for twelve bucks. <laughs> oh, that's incredible, Kavi. As always, my man. Love Can't wait for the third, you. dog. Cannot I'll wait. I'll be back. Appreciate it. Oh, hold on. We got to. Thank you. We're, we're actually filming this in front of a live studio audience. Yes. And, oh, uh, yeah. We are. And I'm not asking the question. We just got submitted. So get, that's going to do it for this edition. Just rude. <laughs> Chop it off. Thanks, Kavi. Appreciate <laughs> All it. All right. All right. Well, I cannot wait for episode three with there the is. beautiful Mike Commodore. I mean, is there anyone better than this man? I had a couple other stories like written out. Like, oh, yeah. Make sure he tells those. And we got into it. And by the time we were over, I was like, damn. Didn't even, there's more. There's the more. Believe it or not, the Russian hour. story is all time. But there's so much shit in that. I mean, imagine, like for him, I get it. Like didn't probably need the money, but they pay well over there. So I'm gonna go over there. I'm gonna play in Russia. Didn't even know where it was on Rubles. the map. All of a sudden, you got ten hour flights every which way. But to end up in a Russian prison, especially after what's like, I made a joke about like the Britney, like introduced that guy to Britney Griner. She could use a little help right now. There's one place you don't want to be. It's in a Russian jail i'll be honest i don't want to be in any jail or just russia period seems like a pretty, pretty sketchy situation but god damn the man is a beautiful beautiful he can tell stories when he talks oh. about his golf game i just love to trash everything <laughs> just <laughs> trash everything's so good we will we will have him back we got to get him in spurts but there's just that's like we're at the tip of the iceberg on the story he's one too you don't even have to have him on to talk about himself 
We can just talk about other stuff. Anything. He could just be a state of the union with Kami. Like, give me your takes on everything. It'd be hot. And now he's in the podcast game, too, which is, by the way, where he belongs. Clearing the crease. Clearing the crease. If you're a hockey person, uh, I got to imagine. It's pretty good. It's got Kami on it. And he already said his second one. He got a little too tuned up. I, I was there <laughs> which for can the pre-podcast. It happens to pros, yeah. you know? Even the best of the best occasionally Dude, was, get a little too snapped up. We were out watching football Sunday after the wedding, and I was like, uh, what time is that podcast you got to do? He's like, five. I'm like, you should probably go home. God, I came up to him. He had the shirt down, like you said, flow, chest flow was everywhere. And I came up and just gave him like a big, like behind, like a bear hug or whatever. I rapped and I was like, God damn. Imagine this dude being pissed off at you, coming at you. He is a shithouse of a human being. But he's just solid. But he's a teddy bear. He is, yeah, he would do anything. All right. Well, thanks to Kami for coming on once again. Hope y'all enjoying that. Right now, I want to tell you about pinned golf. Because, please, we're out there playing. We're not stepping off yardages. We're going to use a rangefinder. And who wants to go spend $400 or more on a rangefinder? Not me, bud. All right. Well, pin golf was started by a few recent college grads back in 2018 when they couldn't justify spending that $400. Knew it was necessary to take their game to the next level, but couldn't pull the trigger on something that expensive. That's when they came up with the PRISM model. The PRISM model is one of the sleekest, most accurate, and affordable rangefinders I have ever used. I've used it. It works beautifully. It actually looks really cool, too. Six different colors, just in case you're wondering. Mm -hmm. It's got all the bells and whistles a serious golfer needs. Slope, built-in magnet, vibration, HD screen, and best of all, you can use a USB cord and recharge it. That's vital. How about a full one? Last 60 rounds. Yeah, it's like the rock form of range Oh, my God. It's incredible. And as I mentioned, six different colors, so you can get whatever you want. They've extended their biggest sale of the year, so just for subpar listeners, where you can get $150 off and get the Prism for only $179.99. So head to pingolf.com. That's P-I-N-N-E-D golf.com. Use code subpar to get yourself a brand new rangefinder today for only $179.99. It's just money-saving season around here right now. I used it, I used it uh, this past weekend while I was playing. Got out there, Probably shot the laser, incredible. fired some lasers. You know how it goes. All right, well, you can also... All that money you saved, you can go spend it on us with our expert gambling picks. Of course. what would And make more money. Buy several rangefinders. What else would you do with it? But this past week. I lost my football bet again, though. God damn it. Did you? Yeah, I had LSU over A&M. The shock of the weekend, by the way. A&M finally decides to show up. Played like what they should have been playing like all year. Put I'll be L- totally put honest. Put LSU to bed hard. I'll be totally honest. I don't even know if mine hit, but I'm about to look for you right now. Can't Who'd you have? I had West Virginia over Oklahoma State. So let me look in this Big 12 that? area right here. And I will tell you that West Virginia won 24-19, and they were getting nine. They were getting five and a half. Chicken. Winner. That's what, I don't know if we've both gone with an L. No, year. I start off hot. I've come back to earth a little bit. I'm getting back on track this week. Guaranteed. I shouldn't say guaranteed. Responsibly guaranteed. Well, let's, while um, we're on football, let's go. What do you, you want to do our picks? Sure. I'm going USC over Utah minus oh two. Oh, my God. Bizarre. We both like it. it was, if it was golf or some other shit, I'd be like, that's the problem. But with this, I feel like we're a bit aligned. It's hard uh, to beat a USC team twice. Play, it's hard to beat a team twice, but this Utah team is banged up. They barely skated by in Salt Lake, which they're a different animal. There's some suspect, by the way, <laughs> calls in that game. And I don't, I'm not even a USC fan, but I was like, wow, if that was my team, I would be livid. Greased by. They're playing the best football of the year. Utah's a little bit dinged up. Probably not playing as good, I would argue. I'm, I'm smashing USC minus two. It's pretty impressive. What for Luke, the playoffs, I mean, by the way. Got to win for the playoffs. Yeah. They got everything on the line. We know Lincoln, Lincoln Riley's a hell of a coach. But to go out there first year, I know he got to bring Caleb Williams with him. Half pretty damn impressive, though, that they're a win away from being in the college football yeah, playoffs. Yeah, the defense, I think you can light them up, but the offense is a joke. Caleb Williams, I'm pretty sure, just won himself the Heisman. He is good. He's 
I mean, he's the closest thing to Patrick Mahomes they got. So I'm heavy USC minus two and a hook. All right. Well, the PGA Tour is also back. We got Tiger's event, the Hero World Challenge down in the Bahamas. 18 guys. That's all. Yeah. Probably no, we won't be doing any dark Can finish horse top 20 this week. Yeah. Well, Kevin Kisner is your only real dark horse. He's the only one outside of 50 to one. Sorry, kids. I love you. Mm, okay. Ain't no hobby. But John Rahm is the favorite. Victor Hovland, defending champion. Yep. And Tiger Woods is teeing it up. Yeah. Back for the first time of three that we're going to see in December. You're going to get a little Tiger fix, give you a little you got, sneak peek of what to expect next year. You've got the hero. You've got the match where he's teaming up with Roy McIlroy. And then you got the PNC parent-child where – I don't know if we're more excited to see Tiger tee it up again or Charlie Woods tee it up again. I don't know what tees they got Charlie on, but I don't think Tiger's going to need to pull driver out too often. I just saw his little swing, his swing down there. They videoed at one of the junior tournaments. I mean, it it's, looks like – dude, I'm not like shitting you. This is like I don't want to freak out over a 12, 13-year-old. That golf swing looks like Rory McIlroy's golf swing. Tiger and Rory had a baby. Yeah. And he's Charlie Woods, and that's a good thing for him. Going to be all right. All right, well, let's get to some picks. Yep. It's going to be very – we're going to get four days of Tiger, which is great. I'm sure he's going to be laid back, relaxed. I hope he plays well. Not sure what to expect. I don't, don't really care. care. I don't care yeah. at all. I just want to see him swing it. It's going to be rusty. Of course it's going to be rusty. I'd be shocked if he didn't play bad. But I don't give a shit. He's playing again. And just look forward to next year in some real tournaments. All right. I'm going with a guy who I feel like when he finds a course he likes, he seems to always play well at it. You look at Mayakoba. He went win-win. I think he finished 11th this past year. And he obviously likes this golf course because he won this golf tournament. We're going Victor Hovland, 14 to 1. Love that pick. That was one that jumped out at me, too, especially at 14. There's only 18 dudes in the tournament. I feel like that's pretty good juice for Victor. I'm going to go with a guy that won the last time he was out. When he gets going, he really goes. Tony Finau, plus sure. 9 hundo. I know he took a little time off, was going to play RSM, and said, nah, I just won. Don't blame him. Maybe he's taking a little time off with the fam, of which there are many. That's a lot of time to spend with everybody. But I'm going Tony Finau, plus 9 hundo. Mm. Ride the hot hand. Not the best odds in the world, but hey, why, it's why not, bet against it, him? They're all, they're all pretty short. But Once he won you, three of his last seven go, events. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's starting to go, and there's only eight, eight, 17 other guys. All right. Well, it's the holiday season. Make sure you go get you a pin golf rangefinder. Pick up some Link Soul, 50% off, and some doers to wash it all down with. And sign up for that event. Free everything on the way down there. You will not be disappointed. All right. That's going to do it for us. Everyone have a great week. We'll talk to you on next week's Golf Subpar.